timeouts left. The Lakers have two. Bryant. To shot! What's up, everybody? How we doing? Happy trade deadline day, and what a wild one it was. Um, I'm just waiting for more news of more second rounders that were traded <laughs> while we are recording here, even though the deadline was five hours ago. Um, but, hey, I'm Tim Daniel. I am back here with the crew. Very, very excited. Uh, we should be having Joshua Odellis Farellas hayes joining us at some point during this. Uh, if he is, we shall see. But I'm here with Mr. Sean Mackey and the host of the rebirth of that large bid, Mr. Parker Fields. What up, dudes? What up? What up? Yeah. What a fun deadline, right? Like, so, you know. Insane deadline. Took a nap and <laughs> I was shocked. One of the most probably active ones that I can remember of the last 15 years. I mean, because, I mean, and we didn't think anything was going to happen. No. And then I, uh, I wake I wake up to a text message from from Tim that was from 1:30 in the morning because I, you know I I'm asleep then, <laughs> and uh, you know it, it says that Kevin Durant has been traded to the Suns and holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Try waking up with your baby and looking at your phone just to be like oh, I wonder if there's anything going on. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Question is. Is Durant getting moved the biggest move, uh, like in the history of the deadline, like the biggest player to ever get moved at the deadline? Yes, I think yeah. so. I was trying I mean, to think off-season about that. trades, maybe, but like deadline for sure. I feel like this is in comparison as far as like total season and off season. This is like the only thing I could really think of is Kareem to the Lakers yeah. and yeah. Sha- Shaq to Miami. Other than that, I was I was going to mention Shaq. That was a that was a that was a deadline deal, wasn't it? No, that was like right. They lost the finals, and I guess Kobe, Kobe was like, "Get him the f out of here." When that's Davis right. got okay. moved a few years ago, that was pretty huge. But that's not that he's was. Still, he's a little lower than Durant, I'd say, because at Davis yeah. at the time time was a top five player. So, yeah, that was um, that was wild because Sean and I were like at Kenwood Mall, and he goes, he like goes like, "Hey, it happened. We need to get back to my house and record a podcast right now." So and we did, <laughs> yeah, and we sure did. Yeah. Um, that was everybody, awesome. Everybody knew that one was going down, though. Not everybody knew this was going down. Like the Davis thing was like for sure gonna happen for a while. Yeah, that was gonna happen. Um, that was really that was like really fun. And you know, if you remember, like a couple weeks later, the Kawhi Paul George thing happens also in the middle of the night. Um, so that was like just a wild, wild turn of events, but. Yeah, like there's a lot to unravel here today. Uh, there is a lot of trades to discuss. Um, I know one thing I kind of wanted to get to real quick is uh, teams that didn't make moves that we wanted to kind of discuss real quick. And um, I had been texting you both pretty pretty hard about like the Cavs got to make a move, the Cavs got to make a move, the Cavs got to make a move. And I was really frustrated at first they didn't. And then I thought more and more about it and was like, you know what? They're core dudes. They all have under control for like three to four years at the minimum. 
Um, Brooklyn just traded away their whole team. So that's going to put them in a chance where they can be at the top four seed and get a home court advantage. Yeah. And they're going to have a ton of money in the offseason because of Mobley's rookie contract and Isaiah, Isaac Okoro's rookie contract. They're still in there. So I'm not as disappointed as I was that they didn't make a move. Uh, it would have been cool if they did. But, you know, I think the East kind of opened up for them a little bit more today. Yeah, for sure. The one thing I would say about the Cavs by not making a move is they're betting on Isaac Okoro and dudes like that to actually, you know, develop into something better than that what they are right now, in my opinion. Because Okoro has been a little bit underwhelming as a prospect. He hasn't been horrible by any means, but like he's been a little underwhelming and hasn't really developed much. So them not making a move for another wing is pretty much betting on Isaac Okoro to improve, I would say. And kind of sounds like they're not that confident they can win the title this year. By not right, move. and it's next year, two years from now. But also, Akora, like, if you hold on to him this year and you hold on to him this summer, you could use him in another trade package on top of that. Mm-hmm. So, I think I think he could be used for a chip, or you know, like Tim said, they have money to work with. So they're definitely. I feel like they're one thing they are going to look for. You know, if you know, we can agree they're probably not going to win the NBA title this year. They're no. they're just too they're too green. But but. If they if they get to the summertime, I feel like they are going to want to upgrade at the wing, and mm-hmm. you know they have some options. They can either trade or sign somebody because they're going to have cash. So they're they're actually in a like Tim said, they're in a great spot right now by not trading. But you know uh, if they would have got OG and Anobi, man, that would have that would have been something. Yeah. If they uh if they end up having home court, I will a thousand percent go up there for a game water game two. I will definitely be in attendance. And I will be joining place... you if you're going. I'm riding with you up there if you're going. <laughs> yeah. My wife's aunt and uncle won't mind at all. So you can you can come up with me. Um, yeah, dude. It's it's a cool arena. It's a great atmosphere. Um, I've been to Cavs playoff games on the road in the LeBron era. And those were fun. So I can only imagine what they're like at home when it's like the whole arena is cheering for you instead of just like 70% at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's cool, man. It's awesome. So let's kind of talk, let's get ready into it. Let's talk about a couple of these teams that kind of made some moves. Uh, actually, I don't know. Sean, did you want to touch on the Bulls? Because I know we're both pissed off. They didn't do anything. The Bulls they never do are, anything. the Bulls are <laughs> once again, trash. Mm-hmm. Um, they are the worst organization in professional sports. They've continued the, uh, the trend year after year. They're the champions of that. Um, they did absolutely nothing after there were rumblings uh, about a, potential Zach Levine trade to the Knicks, which did not happen. Uh, Bulls sit on their hands again. Uh, They want to be mediocre for forever, and I hate them. Yep. Well put. Dude, so Joe Cali puts it out that there's a conversation between the Knicks and the Bulls this afternoon for Zach Levine. I'm like, okay, cool. So Derek Rose is coming back to Chicago. That was like my first thought before. Any other players, any other draft picks, I was like, it was inevitable, right? Like, this is just bound to happen. He's going to end his career the Bull, like, whatever. Um, if he doesn't end his career playing for the Bulls, he will sign the one-day contract thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's that's going to happen. Right. Um, so, I'm like, all right, whatever. That's going to happen. Like, all right, so, I wonder what's going on. So, it's like a couple hours, like an hour later, the conversation's like, well, you know, the framework is Levine and Goran Dragic for Quentin Grimes, Derek Rose, um, three first-round picks, and Obi Toppin, and I'm like, Let's why, haven't the Bull, why haven't the Bulls said yes to this yet? 
Like, what are they doing? Like, why isn't this done? Um, and of course, did the did the Knicks not say yes, or was it the Bulls who didn't say yes? I don't know. Nothing was confirmed who stopped the conversation. Um, okay. but I think that would been a great trade for both teams. Um, oh, oh yeah, that's that's fine. They get a they get a there's twenty seven points per game score total yeah. garden guy. Well, and not only that, like like. Zach Levine is the epitome of a Knicks guy, a guy yes. who's who's probably I agree with that. He's he's probably like a season or two removed from his best season. Mm-hmm. And and they get him. He's gonna put up points, he's not gonna do much else. Uh Tibbs is gonna run his knees into the ground and <laughs> and that'll be the end of it. And then then you know, eventually Levine throws Tibbs under the bus, Tibbs gets fired, you know. <laughs> it's a cycle. Levine Levine ends up finishing his career in Orlando. You know, I mean, that's that's what would happen. So, I yeah. uh, I completely forgot that that'd be a Tibbs uh, Levine reunion. I forgot about that completely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one year they were in, well, like, well, you know, that trade was supposed to happen the year before the yeah, Butler yeah. trade. So um, the exact trade. Yeah, the literally like pick just no marketing. Oh, that pick too. That not that pick particularly, but the year's pick that was Chris Dunn. Which yeah. Chris ended up being on the Bulls anyway. Uh, in that trade, so. uh, yeah, that's, you got, that's a hard to think about. Chris Dunn. Ugh. Yeah, a lot of pain there. Um, let's talk about the Suns real quick because obviously they are the biggest conversation. So I just first want to like say like for Suns fans out there, um, I can't imagine the emotions that you guys went through with like the night before you guys get Kevin Durant. There's discussions that Isaiah Thomas is going to be your general manager. So, um, kudos, kudos that was on all, dealing with that. That was, that was just some trolling information. That's all that was. That wasn't yeah. real. <laughs> so Phoenix adds KD, TJ Ward, and Darius Baisley. They get the move on from Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, who, uh, Darius Sarge and four first round picks it's to fun. get Kevin Durant. That's, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. I like, I, uh, I like I like it. So the obvious thing here is Chris Paul has his best basketball situation of his life. Um, he gets to take the ball down the court. He has DeAndre in for pick and rolls. He has Kevin Durant to do Kevin Durant things and Devin Booker to stash in the corner and be right now, probably the best shooting guard in the league. Um, you add TJ Warren, who's obviously been in Phoenix. So he knows about the, he knows about the program. He knows about the brand and has played really well since he came back from injury. Uh, Darius Baisley is fine. I don't really know what he'll be. I obviously root for him as a Cincinnati guy. Um, but the, like, it's not a bad long-term, like just little potential stash, because, right? Like he's got potential still. Like he was a project coming out of, well, not college coming out of training with new balance. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but the haul they gave up, man, um, Jay Crowder's whatever, because he was like, he I'm not going to play. And you tell you, yeah. Until you trade me anyway. Um, and then, you know, giving up Mikhail was kind of shocking. Uh, Cam Johnson, who I, I really like, um, we'll break down the Nets roster a little later. And then obviously the four first round picks, like, it feels like Brooklyn did the opposite of the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett trade here. Instead of giving up like 10 years worth of draft picks, they brought in 10 years worth of draft picks. So I, uh, I'm not a Kevin Durant guy. I've been pretty open about that on the show now for years, but I, as a basketball fan, I love how this looks on paper. 
Yeah. A hundred percent. I I am right there with you, Tim. Always been a LeBron guy, so not really the biggest Kevin Durant fan. But purely basketball, I mean, the dude's one of the two, three best players on the planet. He's one of the 10 to 15 greatest players of all time. And he's not a ball-dominant player. So just the the idea of, like, those pin-down screens where you could have Booker or Durant, like, coming off a pin-down for, like, a 15-footer and you got Chris Paul diming him up, like, that's just scary to think about. <laughs> it really is. Those are the two best mid-range shooters in the league outside of DeRozan on the I same team. I was about team. to say that. And Chris Watch Paul, maybe three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Chris Paul, maybe three out besides DeRozan. I was, yeah, I got to say DeRozan, but outside yeah. DeRozan. I, I like the low-key getting TJ Warren here, too. Me, too. I do, too. I like that, you know. I mean, it's not going to uh, replace Mikael Bridges, who I love. He's he's yeah. great, and, and good luck to him. But uh, Kevin Durant on this team, uh, you're getting a guy who <laughs> – you know, he's averaging, what, 29 points a game right now? He's in full form again. Um, and it's interesting. Is he the first, like, star player ever to want to be traded to the Phoenix Suns? Did Barkley <laughs> want to be traded there, or was he just traded there? I think yeah, he was just know. traded there. I don't think there was anybody. There was nobody really there. I mean, Kevin Johnson was there. Dan Marley was there. Uh, Sabalos, maybe. Maybe he was there at that time. So, I mean, that, that was it, man. There wasn't a whole lot of other other dudes but uh going out there they're gonna have they're gonna have so many offensive weapons on this team it is completely clear that their new owner is in a win now mode and that is what you want you know if you're a phoenix suns fan um however the problem is chris paul is cursed and they're not gonna win (laughs) so you guys know i'm right you guys know i'm right well did you see that i guess like the deal that was gonna get done today um was they were talking to Atlanta about John Collins. And that was oh, like that was paper- that was that was done. That was yeah, done. the paperwork. Was done. They were basically just about to turn the paperwork in that I guess the rumor is like the new owner went to James Jones and was like, all right, dude, like what's it gonna take for us to get Kevin Durant? Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty dope. Like that's a fan base like you want to be that's someone you want to be a fan for, right? It's like a team that does sure. that. Um, you know, Monty Williams is obviously so well respected. I, I love this. I I think they're my pick to win the West um, at the moment. Let's see how this plays out before the end of the regular season. Let's see when Durant gets back. Let's see if Chris Paul and Devin Booker are on the court. And let's see if DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams start to get along again. Yeah, um, I'm not sure Ayton is happy to be there at all this year. He yeah. has played. He has been sleepwalking through the season, and other teams know it, and they've been taking advantage of him all year. I'm not super confident in him, and if if they don't win the title this year, I I fully expect him to be on the block. The cool thing of this about this is if they don't win this year, which obviously they want to win this year, Booker and Durant you have for two more seasons after this. So oh, yeah, yeah, your window is. You need. I your thought Durant very open. Huge. I thought Durant had three left. Does he? He might have. Two? He might have three. I don't know. I um. I was on 2K all day, like waiting for Sean's to put the trades in, and I would put them <laughs> in my franchise. Um, by the way, do you know you can't edit contracts anymore in franchise? That's stupid. Because yeah, that's oh, why not? Now when Durant get now when West, Russell Westbrook gets bought out by Utah, I'm not gonna be able to sign him on anybody because he's gonna be a free agent with like a forty billion dollar contract. So, yeah, like it, how big is his market? I wonder. Westbrook's yeah. It's the, the Bulls or the Clippers, basically, is what the reports are. 
Yeah, I mean, and I the hate heats, that. the heats too. Weren't the Heat involved? Yeah, the Heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Heat. Yeah, yeah. I hope I, he joins. Uh, if those teams, I'd want him to join the Heat. Me too. I feel like he might actually kind of fit in that team. Weirdly, he is kind of like because him and Jimmy. Guy. He's kind of like a Jimmy Butler guy too. I feel like right. Jimmy Butler would like playing with him because he's gonna yeah. he's, he's gonna, gonna give us all shoulder. he's gonna give us all every night and play as hard as he can. I mean, he always does. Yeah, uh, it's just like I don't know. I want him to do well, though, for sure. I do too. I just thought that, and we'll, you know, we'll, I guess we can just go ahead to that real quick. So, um, the Lakers also very, very, very active. Had to be. Had uh, to so, be. yeah, and I, I honestly like. I know we're gonna get into a long discussion about it, but I love it. So, you bring in D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Mo Bamba, and Davon Reed. You give up. Russell Westbrook, Thomas Bryant, Pat Bev, thank God, Damian Jones, and Juan Toscano Anderson. Uh, this doesn't even mention you did give up, you only had to give up one draft pick in the Westbrook trade. One. And you get three second rounders from Denver for Thomas Bryant. So you kind of build your draft capital up a little more. Um, you know, this one's interesting because I. I think what was it, Sean? Like three weeks ago, I was on a show and I said, like, I don't think you can win with D'Angelo Russell. And then he kind of goes into a perfect situation where he just compliments the two big guys on the team and <laughs> can stretch the floor for them. So I'm I don't know, man. I'm I, for some reason there's just there's something about him that he's one of those on-off players to me that's it'll be interesting to see how he fits in here. I think he will fit in with this team, but I'm not like a hundred percent sure he's going to fit in, but also this is the best swing that the Lakers could have, could have taken. Oh yeah. Um, yeah he's a proven player. Um, you know, we're years removed from his best season when he was in Brooklyn, but he's definitely, he's back in LA. I'm sure he wants to be there. This is going to be, uh, he's, he's still young as shit. Yeah. Uh, getting Malik Beasley, I think was, was great. Awesome. I really like, yeah, like that, that's great. Getting Jaron Vanderbilt. I really like him. He's a fun piece. And then also getting rid of Thomas Bryant and then somehow getting Mo Bamba yeah. and Mo and Mo Bamba is like one of those classic players. Who's like, I think everybody like who loves basketball was just kind of like praying he'd be in a different situation finally. Mm-hmm. And he's in a different situation. He's definitely going to get some burn. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. I think it'll be very interesting. I don't, I don't think they're a Western conference finals team. I just, I, I don't know. It just kind of depends on what they have. Now we see them going up against the warriors and they're, you know, right now kind of hurting obviously with all their, all their guys out and everything. But like, if they're healthy, I think they could give the warriors a, a good run for their money at this point. And that was the team I wouldn't want to run into in the playoffs, but now you got Dallas. You'll obviously have the nuggets, but then again, I could see the Lakers going over the nuggets somehow. It could happen too. Same. It could happen. They're just, they're a regular season team. I I agree. They have not, they have not proven us any differently yet until they actually make it to the NBA finals. I don't know anything about them. You know, Mm -hmm. I, uh, I kind of think, honestly, they can make the Western Conference Finals. Everything has to go right, but... It's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. It is. But the Western Conference, like we've talked about this for weeks now, is separated by 13 and 4, separated by 4 yeah. losses. Yeah, it is. It is. The one thing that I will say that 
and and the thing the thing that this completely depends on is Anthony Davis's health. Mm. He has to stay healthy for them, and or if know, he wants I, to play. Yeah, I yeah. Don't I don't know, know what that was about thing. last night. That was weird because he's not normally like like that for LeBron things. You know what I mean? Like usually right. they're like this. Like usually, yeah, so was, it's like it was weird. That was I don't know. Yeah, that, that's one of those things we might be looking back at a couple years down the line of something something bad goes. You know, ends up yeah. happening. So, um, I uh I texted Tim this earlier, and the reason I love the D'Angelo Russell move is because he's he is very just hit or miss sometimes. But he's a big shot taker and he's a big shot maker. Like the dude is clutch. He is not afraid of the moment at all. No. Like no. and and we all like I'll agree with LeBron you is a willing passer in those late game scenarios. So like if he gets doubled and stuff, he's gonna kick it to D'Angelo Russell. And if you watch Lakers games a lot, I don't know how many times last year in a late game situation LeBron kicked to Carmelo Anthony and Carmelo Anthony bricked a three. It happened so many times. And now he, <laughs> he's got a guy that I think can hit those shots. That's also real quick, you know, to piggyback off what Parker is saying, he's having his best shooting year of his career this year. He's been really efficient, yeah. Yeah, he's like near 40% from three. Um, he's about 86% from the line. He's putting about nearly 20 points a game. Um, he's been really, really good offensively. And I think now you get him in this situation, like you said, Parker, you know, what better situation for him has he ever had than this as far as like a guy to – get him open shots. Um, you look at his first run in LA. That was not the Kobe Bryant that we all grew up and love that could scare a defense. It was just broken down the end of his career. Um, you look at Brooklyn. He was the guy, him and Karis LeVert. It was up to them to kind of win games for them all the time. Jared Allen obviously played a big part in that as well. And then Minnesota, uh, obviously, fit. yeah, obviously cat, and it was, ob- I mean, is one of the best shooting bigs of all time, but he wasn't scaring anybody as far as like doubling and getting, getting guys open. Anthony Edwards wasn't really the guy to kind of compliment him with the ball. So well, well, I, I dig w- this. I will, gi- I will give him, I will say this. I feel like, you know, D'Angelo Russell this year, like we said, he's the last couple of weeks he's had, he's, I feel like the last couple of weeks he has, he's somehow been able to coexist yeah. with, with uh with anthony edwards and he's he's learned to i feel like just over the last month and a half he's kind of changed his game a little bit and he's been a little bit more efficient so hopefully that kind of prepared him for what he's going into now because like you said parker he could be that guy that's you know getting these last second shots you know from Mm -hmm. lebron and he's (laughs) considerably better than a than a than a washed carmelo anthony this year so (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and uh yeah like we talked about beasley vanderbilt and d'angelo russell are all 26 or younger i think vanderbilt's only like 23 like these are all young yeah and bomba's like 24 these are all really young pickups which is nice too this is not the retirement home squad anymore and the one thing about the Lakers now, they're not the most star power. They're deep. Like, they're really deep now. Seriously. They have a lot of, like, solid, solid role players now. I mean, you upgrade Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, Pat Bev, and Thomas Ugh. Bryant for D'Angelo like- Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, and Obama. That's, like, a way better, like, core of role to, players to go with LeBron, AD, yeah. Schroeder, yeah, who Schroeder's are Lonnie Walker having the best yeah. year, Lonnie Austin Reeves yeah. before he got hurt, yeah, yeah, before Lonnie Walker got hurt, yeah, yeah, Austin Reeves has been good, uh, obviously. Um, my dog Pat Austin Bev's Reeves. been horrible. Pat Bev's been horrible this year. 
His all-time Laker highlight will forever be taking a camera from the sidelines and bringing it to an official. <laughs> yeah. I think Pat Bev, I, I don't know. He might be like damn near done soon because he looked horrible this year. I don't know what happened. He fell off um, a cliff. I mean, he's gotten older. <laughs> so here's the other thing, too, about this. If they, they can take the shot and if it doesn't work out, Beasley and D'Angelo Russell are free agents at the end of the year. So what if Kyrie does decide, like, yeah, this Dallas thing was cool, uh, but I want to go to the Lakers. You know, they're fine. Uh, yeah. Or D'Angelo Russell ends up great there. They win a couple playoff series. And it's like, dude, let's run this back. You have that situation, too. Uh, and probably of the three for what they want to do, Jared Vanderbilt having him for two more seasons and having his bird rights now is pretty great. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy who's fit in everywhere he's played and he's been a guy who's had to guard LeBron in the past. He's been a guy who's had to guard Durant, guard Giannis. So now you can bring him in there as your bench, uh, your bench big to spot them some minutes. I like it. Uh, my biggest question though, before we move on is now that Malik Beasley is on the team, is Scottie Pippen Jr. going to ask for his release? <laughs> I don't know. Scottie, maybe. Pippen, Scottie Pippen Jr. is a footnote on this team. Is he going to walk in there and be like, and Malik goes like, hey, Scotty, how's your mom? And then he's going to like go crazy and attack him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel bad for Scotty Pippen Jr. Dude, I saw him play in college like two or three times and he was like awesome. Oh, so, yeah. He was a I hell think, of a college player. I think he's good enough to get some clock. I understand he's on a two-way, but, um, he's, you know, I don't know if he's going to help a playoff team, but. Maybe later on. He'll be yeah. able to be a good enough to play and stuff. Yeah. I don't so know. Let's go. go ahead, Parker. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, like, I just think it's overall upgrade. Like, if you look player by player, like Juan Toscano Anderson to Jared Vanderbilt, like Juan Toscano Anderson has been horrible. Like, he is bad. Like, I'm not even trying to, like, sugarcoat it. When I watch let's, him, I'm like, what does he do? Let's also mention, on top of all this, they still got Rui Hachimura a couple weeks ago for a Kendrick yeah. Nunn yeah. that didn't hit in the Yeah, I forgot about we're that. Even, we're not even talking about that. <laughs> yeah, so this is great. This reminds me of when, like, the 2018 Cavs, when they just completely changed their roster at the yeah. deadline. Because they had, like, Wade and Rose and uh, Isaiah Thomas, and they were like, no, nah, this sucks. Uh, but it just got Clarkson and Larry <laughs> yeah. Nance. Larry Nance, and... George Hill. Do you, do you guys think, I mean, and, and this is a serious question, do you think that – if LeBron James had an actual say, would he rather have Kyrie Irving or what Rob Palenka was able to do this week? Probably Kyrie. Uh, you think he'd still want to go? Do you think that 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 LeBron is kind of like Michael Jordan, where like his his <laughs> like the business side is just not there? Um, maybe, but you know, obviously, the thought he has in his head is like, bro, we want a title. And yeah, yeah. Kyrie obviously wanted to be there. You know, that's yeah. it wasn't and LeBron like was... can tame him. That's like the one person it seems like could tame him somewhat. Like compared yeah. to everywhere it else, was... it's a fire show immediately. Very, very, <laughs> very, very similar to the the whole Rodman being on the Bulls thing back in the '90s when he came yeah. over there. They were like, they were like, these guys, this this group can can keep him in hand and give him a little bit of rope and it's fine and and we'll be able to win regardless of any kind of antics but um all right well you know what i'm i'm hoping this all works out for him they did a they did a hell of a job revamping the entire roster over the last week it's been incredible <laughs> yeah. 
If I had known like how like I knew Russell Westbrook was holding them back, I didn't realize it was this much. So yeah, I like this. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the other side of LA, the down the hall from you know the Lakers at the Crypto Arena, the Clippers, and this is another team I love what they did. Um, before we get into the additions and subtractions and the thing the moves they're able to make, how freaking hilarious is this that John Wall is going back to the Rockets after doing right, that after, podcast after the podcast? <laughs> He's getting, I mean, he's getting, he's gonna get bought out. Something. Yeah, he's gonna he's, get bought out. Like, but it's just not... so funny. Um, so they bring in Eric Gordon, they bring in Mason Plumley for Reggie Jackson, who's also getting bought out from Charlotte, and they bring in Bones Highland, who, um, people seem to think is the next freaking D'Angelo Russell, apparently, um, by how much people love him. I'm like, he can't guard beat Sean and Parker, <laughs> like, but he can score very well uh so they get they move on from john wall they move on from luke Kennard, who went to uh memphis which memphis. that's an Great. that's an awesome fit huge huge yeah. fit with them and reggie jackson so the clippers plus 1200 to win the title i i really think they did a great job i don't like the clippers as we know i actually hate them legitimately <laughs> do not like them do not root for their success whatsoever um but i really like this these moves i think the fact that they built their team up you know, obviously with Kawhi and PG, uh, we know what they can do. Bring having still having Norman Powell, who they didn't have to get rid of. I know they were big on the market for OG and Anobi. That obviously did not work out. But building your bench with these guys, you know, you still have Zubac, who's been really good for them. This is this is a great situation at all. But obviously right. with the Clippers, it comes down to can any of these dudes stay on the court? <laughs> and there's nothing yeah. to say they can really. <laughs> no, no, there's not. Um, I really do like, you know, Mason Plumley going here. I think is kind of low key awesome. I, it he's is. A, he's a walking double double. He's a he's a. a I, I I guess he, I guess he ends up backing up Zubox. How's that's gonna work? How's that gonna work? They kind of provide assume the same so. services. Okay. He's, he's yeah. They're basically in... the same player. He's just an older version of Zubox. Yeah. Yeah. I, like he's, I think he's Plumley's a little solid. better though, honestly. I, I do too. Like the, so, like the last ten games that Mason Plumlee has played, and granted he's been playing for the bum Charlotte Hornets for a while, but he's averaged sixteen points, nine rebounds, and three assists over the last ten games, uh, and he's been shooting seventy three percent. So he's he's coming off the a, a pretty good last month. I think this is a good fit for him, but I don't trust the health of Paul George. I don't right. trust the health of Kawhi Leonard. This this team, unless they prove me differently, they're just a disappearing act at this point to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, it sucks because I love Ty Lue. I think Ty Lue is a great coach. I think he's the best he in-game adjustment coach in the NBA. Um, but yeah, this is a lot to ask me. Eric Gordon isn't exactly a walking health bill either. Like He's injured quite a bit as well, so... Yeah, yeah. I just remember when he initially was traded from LA, the look mm -hmm. that he had on his face when he, him and uh, who was the big guy who traded, who got traded from uh, the Clippers back then? Chris. Chris Kamen. Uh, yeah. Kamen, Chris Kamen. Kamen. Yeah, he was like a, on the Bulls wish list forever. He was going to be our our, our, our lord savior. and savior <laughs> yeah he was gonna be our lord and savior because he was a post player who could actually rebound like for years like bulls fans like salivated over him but anyways they both got traded to charlotte in that uh that cp3 trade and i just remember the look on their faces when they arrived you know in, in charlotte it was just sadness <laughs> sadness it's definitely up there with um do you remember when the sixers drafted julio okafor 
and he's like holding his jersey at the press conference. And when they like they like it's him and a couple other guys, and he just throws the jersey down. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Who wanted, <laughs> who wanted to go play for them? Yeah. <laughs> so on paper, this kind of goes back to our Phoenix conversation at a, a lower degree, obviously, because Phoenix has two of the four best offensive players in the league probably right now. Um, that's probably an exaggeration, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so here, uh, I guess Bones Highland's going to be their starting point guard now, which is pretty cool. Go Bones. Yeah. Go Bones. Love it. Um, I think it's great for him. They need yeah. more scoring. They have enough defense. They can hide him because they have enough defense. They need some That's scoring. a great point. Yeah. 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 If you look, they're one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, one of the worst offensive teams for teams that actually have a winning record. Not a very good offensive team. So they need help. Oh, dude, I was watching. So I watched them. I rewatched the Mavs Clippers game from last night today. So I wanted to see how Kyrie looked in his debut. By the way, looked unbelievable. I was yeah. shocked how good he looked. Um, just like as far as camaraderie with the team and stuff like that, I was very impressed. But dude, they looked brutal at stretches offensively and even defensively at times. Like Paul George tried to stay in front of Kyrie in like an ISO, there was no help. And I know Paul George is known as an all NBA defensive player. Had no chance. Yeah. Um, they were getting up in Kyrie way too, way too high. Yeah. I don't know why he was blowing by him. Yeah. You know, Theo Pinson in the fourth quarter. Oh my God. He went crazy. Yeah. And Reggie Bullock in the first quarter had 15 on five threes in the first quarter. I text, I text Sean earlier rewatching the game and I was like, uh, Josh green was basically just running fast break the whole game. He looked like a wide receiver <laughs> just running go routes is what he looked like. Uh, because every time that they had a loose ball, the Clippers were not getting back. So Dallas are going to be good. The West is going to be just a meat grinder in the playoffs this year. I don't love Dallas's roster. Well, I, I don't really either, have a hard but... time with it. Um, because I like after it. Luca and Kyrie. What do you depend on? Well, We'll see. Let's see what let's see what happens. You never know. I mean, I mean, True. Luca is Luca's a Superman. You know what he did last year in the playoffs. I'm he's he's an animal, man. So you know, let's see what. I, I'm not going to judge them just yet. I I agree with you, Tim. I I don't I don't. They don't have any depth. They don't, especially with the guys that went out and everything. And I think they should have tried to move Christian Wood for something else, another piece, just to kind of get one other primary you know score but we'll see i don't know i can't believe the bulls right now are losing to the makeshift brooklyn nets who oh, like who cares who cares that's what losers do they lose <laughs> ben simmons is coming off the bench uh yep. spencer dinwiddie started tonight cam thomas is only two of nine. Ooh, bad night yeah for cam. yeah that's that's the future of the franchise yeah, uh, but Zach Levine, 29 points, saying, like, maybe you should have traded my ass. Oh, yeah. they're tied yeah. now, 77-77. They could have they they traded three former All-Stars this week and had just a shit ton of draft picks and just went all in, kept, you know. Because so they can get Russell Westbrook, so they can get Westbrook at the, at the buyout. And... Yeah, yeah just, 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 just let it fade at the end. All in with Westbrook. You could you could have had some draft picks this year. You wouldn't have known where you were going to fall, and you know you might actually have been able to you know been in a, a prize for the upcoming Lord and Savior for the NBA next year. And now you're not, and you're going to be bums. So, yeah. Even if they could get like Amen Thompson, 
that would have just been awesome. But any, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Any any fresh start would have been great. <laughs> yeah, uh, Josh should be joining us here in a minute before we get into a few other things. But uh, let's talk about Brooklyn because this is uh, f- yeah. this is like obviously the team of we're talking about all these teams that made moves. So this is what all they brought in: Mikhail Bridges. Cam Johnson, they brought back Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. They get five first-round picks total and six second-rounders. They move on, obviously, from Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Marquise Morris, TJ Warren, and they flip Jay Crowder to Milwaukee in the after the uh, Phoenix trade. So this reminds me of um, that fun, like, annoying pesky nets team the d'angelo russell karis avert one it's like super fun the roster's like really a bunch of cool dudes like they're yeah. a lot they're a blast um they're obviously not as good as they were but i think that they're gonna be a lot they're probably a league pass team you get a chance to see mikhail bridges be the best part on a team even if it is just for a little bit before they make a move in the offseason but so i'm really curious to see how he adapts to that but i like all these dudes um, I'm curious to see how it works out yeah. because, you know, if Ben Simmons like knew how to play a lake of basketball again, him and Mikhail Bridges would be, it would be incredible together defensively. But I think Jock Vaughn's going to have a lot of fun figuring this out. And also he probably is just like came into work today, breathed, like took a sip of his coffee, took a deep breath and was like, life is good. <laughs> life is good. Yeah, I mean, you got to think of the amount of stress that that man was probably under. Like, he doesn't have to do – he can coast the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. He can just coast the rest of the year. They can evaluate their – I imagine they'll probably bring him back. You know, he, he's going to be their coach. And he'll get to develop some other players and, and just kind of coast into the, the end of the season. And, you know, coming off a year where Steve Nash gets fired – Kyrie Irving went through a bunch of different uh, news cycles. News cycles. <laughs> um, like, and and then Kevin Durant getting traded. I mean, I would be absolutely relieved if I was him. I just, I think this is a great time. Just starting, starting this. This is, this is what I wanted Chicago to do. Like, I know. This is exactly what I wanted. Look at, look, look at the plethora of of additions we have here. Five first round picks. Six second round picks. You can trade those. You can actually draft people. You, you have Dude, Mikhail you, Bridges, who's a really good player. You yeah. Know? Could you imagine, like, if we like woke up and it was like the Chicago Bulls have made a deal with the Phoenix Suns for Zach Levine, and in return get Mikhail Bridges? I'd be like, great, awesome, sign me up. Let's go. Yeah. Let's but, go. You know, this is going to be kind of. um I was listening to Simmons and Priscilla talking about this today. And one of the things they said that just made me laugh so hard was how Durant and Kyrie were like all about going to Brooklyn for the culture. Yeah. And they destroyed the culture in like three hours. Yeah. And so like now it's like, all right, they can kind of build a little bit of a culture here maybe. And they can get some guys in. Uh, I mean, I am a thousand percent moving off from Ben Simmons this offseason if I'm them. I don't care what it takes. Because he is just How? not he's good aver- at basketball anymore. He's averaging like seven, six, and six. He is the most expensive Dude. bench player in the NBA right now. Yeah, I buy him out. I How- just don't How- want him on my roster. You you buy out Ben Simmons, and I, I guess that's the end of his career because no one is going to sign him. No, Dude, he'll he will be incredible in the Australian league. 
I don't. The NBL. I don't. He doesn't. He doesn't play basketball after that contract's over with. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I I think he plays basketball because somebody signs him for cheap. I like. That, I don't know, man. The vet minimum four point four mil. Yeah. I will say this team just now, like their roster, reminds me of just a better version of what the Jazz pretty much are before they made trades. Like just a bunch of like really good players but no like star power but like a bunch of but bridges can be that marketing where he becomes a star in my opinion i love that actually i he's he's i would say was he all nba defense last year yeah he was he was up for defense player of the year last year yeah so yeah i would say he's he's already got some cred there so he um by the way josh is here what up buddy how are you uh So I'm trying to see right now. So they'll have the right now they have two first rounders in this draft. Um, and they're right now they're slated at picks 21 and 24 because they have Phoenix's pick for this year, obviously. So I'm just kind of, you know, throwing shit out there at the moment, obviously, because so many things have to happen before then. But if they have this group that they just got in these trades today and they go get Maxwell Lewis from Pepperdine, who is just a three point shooting machine. They're a league pass team next year. And with that other pick, if they get Colby Jones from Xavier, who's like a Swiss Army knife, do it all ball handler. Like I'm watching this team probably nightly because they're gonna be that much fun. If Cam Johnson comes back healthy, um, you know, they obviously have Nicholas Claxton, who Josh is really high on. And Johnson's I, back, I believe. I think he was pretty close last I remember. So is he gonna be able to play as soon as he, when he reports? I believe he's been playing. The last oh, cool. like, couple nights. Um, let me look that up. Cam Johnson's actually he's came back and played a couple games already. Yeah, okay, yeah, he's cool. yeah, he's come back played like five games. Nice. So yeah, I uh I love everything the Nets did here to move on from just like that black cloud of what like everything that could have been, but I do want to give a shout out to Robin Lopez for the greatest tweet of all time in basketball oh history. Oh my god. Oh my god. When he said uh, this is just like Muppets take Manhattan, where when things got hard, all the Muppets left Manhattan. So, <laughs> love it. Yep. So, Josh, what do you? Uh, what are your thoughts? Because I know you are a you're a big Durant guy. Obviously, um, you, you've been you've been a fan of his for, throughout his career. So, what are your thoughts on what the Nets have done moving on from Kevin Durant? Um, you know, when, when, um, they were tweeting about all these trades going and they were like, Hey, we're behind the scenes talking to Katie about how we're going to piece this together and make it worth him staying. The moment those, those, those messages started coming out, I was like, he's gone. I was like, I don't know where he's going. I was like, but he's gone. Um, uh, there were a lot of people who thought Phoenix, I mean, there was, there was some rumbling like early on in the season that was like, Hey, KD's going to go to Phoenix. Um, you know, God forbid, I don't know how it would have worked out, but there was that slim chance that somehow maybe golden state would have got him back. But I mean, if you, if, if you were thinking about a situation that you were going to put him in at this part of his career, um, you know, where he's probably going to start being on the decline at some point, putting him on a team where, he doesn't have to do much, um, but he can still be the same guy that puts up his stats. I mean, where's a better fit than Phoenix? Agreed. 
You got light in that room, buddy? Yeah. Light it up. (laughs) He's 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 living in the darkness, man. Yeah, he's like Batman. Like (laughs) you know, he's like Bane. He was Bane. He was born in the darkness. (laughs) (laughs) Molded by it. But yeah, I totally agree. Um I'm curious to see how this goes from here for them. Uh, because Mikhail obviously they have on a long-term deal. Cam Johnson, they still have his they have he's a restricted free agent, I believe, this season. Um Dinwiddie coming back was pretty cool, especially because he was like, Oh, I found out the way you guys did. Um so I think I'm cool. a little higher on Dinwiddie than everybody else is. I got to watch him play live where he was the guy on the floor when Luca was hurt and I watched him put up 36 and it was a pretty easy 36. And I was like, man, this guy can, he can get to spots and hit some shots when he wants to. I'm not saying he's going to be the guy there because clearly Cam Thomas is already the guy in in, in Brooklyn. Um, you know, but again, I mean, if you take that roster and you look at it and you know, you got your, you got your second round picks drawn out until the year 2050 with where they get <laughs> six, six second round picks. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what was going on with the draft trades today with all the second round picks. Like that was like the craziest thing I've ever seen. I uh, I asked my my buddy who's a scout, and I was like, "Are right, are you guys just creating second round picks right now? Like, are you guys just making these up?" He did not respond to me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they were honestly. Yeah, we'll trade you our 2047 second round pick uh, this year for this piece of gum and. <laughs> A copy machine. Yeah. Maybe but a DVD. St- and Russell Westbrook. I still think Brooklyn's a playoff team. I think that they are a play-in team. Um, I just have a hard, hard time of, you know, the teams that are above them. But then again, to be fair. They're sitting at what? The four seed? Five right seed? now they're sitting at the four seed. Yeah. So How far you know, ahead are they of the play? Oh, no. They're the five seed. You're right. You're right, Parker, because they're a game and a half behind Cleveland. So How far top ahead are they of the play in? Uh two and a, three three games above the Knicks. I don't I, I I mean I could see them not dropping Let me try something real quick. Three games overall. Like I think they're gonna like win more games than they lose. I really I don't do. Know. I don't know, man. It's just I mean it all depends on that. I gotta look at their whole schedule. But so right now, if you look at the East, you know, obviously you don't take them over Boston, Milwaukee, or Philly. Um I think Cleveland's better than them right now. Um, oh, absolutely. I'm not saying they're better than like the Knicks right now, but I'm saying are they three games worse or three and a half games worse? Is my that's question. true because they're they're ten games they're over five hundred right now. Yeah, that's what 10 I'm games saying. Up. They have a good record right now. That's why I'm saying that. Their schedule coming up in the month is very very fun. So they're playing Chicago tonight. Obviously, they'll probably win that game. Um, Saturday they play. Philly at home. Monday, they're at the Garden playing the Knicks. Wednesday, they're at home for Miami, who's right underneath them at the sixth spot. Then, you know, you've got the All-Star break. So they come out of the the All-Star break with Chicago, at Chicago, at Atlanta, home for Milwaukee, at the Knicks, at the Celtics. That's their next, like, ten games. That's going to be a lot of – that's going to be a blast. I like it. All right. I think we talked enough about the Nets now. Let's kind of get into a couple individual trades. Kind of talk about <laughs> some of these. Um, this one's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. How about this? Um, 
Tibbs was like, man, you know, I just love that Villanova team that won a national championship. So I had to get the best players on it <laughs> and you trade one of the guys. Get bridges. I know. And trade one of the guys. Archie Diakono was the point guard of that team and he got rid of them. It was uh, the guy who hit the winning shot, Chris Jenkins. Chris Jenkins. They're gonna. He's going to go sign him wherever he's playing <laughs> overseas. Yeah. Tibbs is going to go get him. Uh, so the Knicks bring in Josh Hart. They move on from Cam Reddish, which we all kind of saw happening for a long time. Uh, they move on from Ryan Archie Diakono and Z Mikhailu to make the uh, money work, who was later flipped to the Hornets. And they get a 2023 first round pick. Also worth to note that Portland and Chicago are also in the process of a draft pick, uh, potentially going one hand or the other. Um, I really like this move for the Knicks. You know, you talk about how well Julius Randle's played this year. Jalen Brunson has been a great fit for them. Another bucket getter, uh, a guy who plays defense. You know, that's a lot. You know, that's like a perfect tips guy that he's going to injure playing 42 minutes in a playoff game. But I think this is a good fit for the Knicks. I, I, you know, for guys who they couldn't play, you get a play, you get a guy you can not only play in your rotation, but probably play 35 minutes a night. I like it. I think it's a good fit for them. It's yeah, fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's not fun. great. It's meh. Yeah. I Josh, like Cam Reddish Reddish. For the Trailblazers. Josh, you're muted. So. I'm laughing because Sean's like, it's fine. It is fine. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's just like the Trailblazers get another guy who can't guard but can score. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> the Knicks get another guy who can't score but can guard. It's like, all right. That's Dude, Tim's type of player. He wants to win 90 to 87. Portland, <laughs> every Portland game is going to be like 141 to 137 and two yeah. overtimes. Like, yeah, Dame drops 48. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with Dame. The dude's been dropping 40 plus. Like, yeah, his like sports book lines recently have been like 35 and a half because he's been dropping so many points recently. Every Ooh. night. Classic Dame. Classic Dame. Who, like, once again, Portland let everyone know that they are not trading. Yep, I figured this gotta... point, it's the opposite of John Collins, right? We're like, yes, we know Atlanta. <laughs> you're you're shopping John Collins. We hear it every year. He's been shopped since he got drafted. They were trying to shop him on Literally. draft night. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yeah. It's like, do you think like he has like a duffel bag that he like slowly starts to zip every like trade yeah. deadline and then he gets to it. Then he just unzips it back and goes, whatever. <laughs> There's a few constants. LeBron's, LeBron's going to be good, and John Collins is going to be rumored in trades. <laughs> That's our two concepts hey, in the NBA. John, John, John Collins is like a winner-loser in the, all of this. Like, yeah. Who's going to trade for John Collins? John Collins doesn't get traded. <laughs> John Collins is still yet to unpack his boxes in his apartment in Atlanta just because he just doesn't know. <laughs> He's like, man, I've been living out of boxes. They're like, oh, yeah, how long? Six years. <laughs> Just been waiting. Yeah, any day now. Speaking of the Hawks, so this deal happened, and Parker was pretty open, obviously, that he's not a fan of it. Uh, so I'll definitely get his thoughts on that. So Warriors, Pistons, Hawks, three-team deal. Uh, the center of this is obviously James Wiseman going to the Pistons with Golden State moving on from him. And the Pistons flat out coming on, been like, he's going to start. Um, Sadiq Bay going from Detroit to Atlanta. Another Villanova guy, Tibbs, if you're watching. 
Um, Sadiq Bey won a title at Villanova, so you might want to add him to your team. And then Golden State getting Kevin Knox in this trade obviously flipped him for the Gary Payton the second deal, but also gained five of those fake second rounders. <laughs> um, These have to be fake. Hi, hi, These are for like preschoolers right now. Draft picks. For a class of 2038 <laughs> second rounder. Yeah. Um. So, look, I think uh, I might be the last person to have stock in James Wiseman Island. Um, I think I I'm, still, I'm on the Island with you. I have, stock. I, th- I think I still have a couple, a couple duplexes hanging out there and uh, I got a PO box there as well. So uh, this is make or break now, right? This is kind of like Detroit's bringing you in. They know that they're not going anywhere. Um, you got to figure this out now to see what you can be, especially considering Jalen Duran has been really good for about a month now for them. So I thought that was a really dynamic thing. Uh, Sadiq Bay going to Atlanta, just another shooter for them that probably will not fit in because even though on paper it makes sense, it won't work. And then uh, Golden State just adding to their draft capital, um, which we'll get into, oh. I think, additional draft capital in a second. Can, can, can people – I was just going to say, can people just try to understand real quick? Like I'm even shocked that Golden State gave up on him so fast. Me too. Um, this kid to. is, this kid's 21. All right. He didn't play for almost a year and a half. Right. Um, due to a knee injury. So his rookie season, I want to say he maybe got 40 games in, not even a half a season. Um, he didn't play in college because he hurt his back and there was some, False. he, he got, well, he got there, I was, there was some, I was going to say, and there were some um, suspension things that went in there. So, like, when you don't have, you know, multiple years of playing at a high level, um, when you were considered the best player in high school, the best player, you know, in college, and probably the best player that was going to be the number one pick in the draft, like, you got to be able to give that guy some run to get him back to where he was. And for, for me, I said this has always been – a um a point where he just doesn't have the confidence in himself at this point if this guy ever gets to the point where he's the old james wiseman and we see like the spurt of what he used to be able to give and all of a sudden this guy's a 20 plus 10 rebounds with a couple blocks a game and hits an all-star like it's going to be scary for the team that gets that out of him it really is no i agree with you 100 percent. and my thing why i was like High on this trade for the Pistons. The only thing I'll say with the Pistons is it's a weird fit because they have Marvin Bagley, still trying to develop him a little bit. Isaiah Stewart, still trying to develop him. Jalen Duran, still trying to develop him. So you have four four former top five recruits out of high school centers. Four of them. Jalen Duran was the number one player. Isaiah Stewart was number three, I want to say, in his high school class. And Marvin Bagley was number one. And then James Wiseman was number one. And you have all four of those guys in the front court who all play center. They're really not power forwards. Maybe Bagley's a power forward, kind of. But they're really centers. It's a weird fit. But I like it for Wiseman because I think he's going to get the run. And I don't like this trade at all for the Warriors because I think this value, you you sold Wiseman at the lowest possible his value will ever be, in my opinion. I feel like this is the lowest point it's going to be. 
I feel like he can only go up from here. I feel like he still has a lot of potential, and I'm still pretty high on him. And, like, the fact that you did this for Gary Payton a sec – I'm sorry, I don't think Gary Payton moves the needle. I know they won the title last year with him. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think you could have gotten him back or gotten Caruso with something other than Wiseman, in my opinion. I don't think it had to be Wiseman. I would have rather gotten rid of Moody. If I had Sean, to pick one. Sean and I wanted the Caruso for Wiseman deal. We really wanted yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we, we would have went for it. It's like you 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 don't want to give up Caruso for, for nothing. But yeah. you also like the fact that they were like holding him hostage for like they're like, oh god, we gotta someone's gotta like blow us away for a Caruso deal. Freaking really? <laughs> really? Get some draft picks and get a player you can develop. I I don't like James Wiseman in Detroit. Like you said, Parker, this is the same thing I was going to say before you said it. They've got too many developmental centers right now. Unless he can come out immediately and prove something, if they, they need to throw him out on the floor immediately. He needs to get some run. Is mm-hmm. He's not hurt right now, correct? Is he, right, no, he's he, fine. They've already said that he's going to start. So Okay, so he's starting. Okay, cool. You throw him out there, that's fine. But you've got to do that. I just I – just, uh, What are they going to do with the rest of them? That's what yeah. I'm you can't you can't not play Jalen Duran. Like he has been really good. No, you can't uh, not play oh. Isaiah Stewart really either. I, but what like is it, I mean, what is it Stewart. that you've seen in the trade where you're already like, hey, we're gonna start James Wiseman? That the Golden State Warriors wouldn't even put him on the floor. Yeah, because Mark Spears was the one that was like, Oh, they traded for him to start. And I it's mean, like I okay. Isaiah Isaiah Stewart is he's averaging eleven points a game. Eight rebounds, yeah, and you assist, can't. and one block. I mean, he's he's playing well. And um, how old is Isaiah Stewart? Like twenty two. Yeah, yeah. So, did, so someone actually they actually said they were going to come out and start him. Yeah. Oh, Bag- okay. What Bagley averages eleven and six, but Bagley's out for two months, so that helps for the mm. just for the minutes thing. That helps. But Do you think this still, will be one Memphis- of them's coming off the bench? You can't start three of them. <laughs> Do you think this will be the Memphis Tiger fans' favorite basketball NBA team? Oh yeah, yeah. Penny Hardaway's watching every one of these games. Yeah. <laughs> I think Durant's gonna end up being awesome. They're gonna draft Bates in the draft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I think Durant's gonna end up being awesome. I just like you're, what you see from him now, as a kid who just turned nineteen and is playing in the NBA, is pretty impressive. So. Yeah, he's legitimately like a whole year younger than me, and not many people are younger than me. So, <laughs> right. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Detroit didn't move Bogdanovich. Like he's the one on the roster that doesn't fit with everybody right. else. Like he's 33, maybe 34 at this point. Everybody else is in like their young 20s. Like I don't even think they, they have a New Orleans Noel is 28, and then they got some guys down there. Some some vets like Corey Joseph and and some guys like that. Yeah, like, you got to have a couple. You know, God, I forgot Nerlens Noel too. That's another freaking center. Yeah, but I'm saying like you know Joseph's only playing 15 minutes a game. But like the all the minutes are going to these young guys that are 21, 22, and 23. And Jaden Ivey. And Jaden Ivey, who's 20. I love Jaden. <laughs> I mean. And Kate and Cade's not even there because he's hurt. So you right. know they're gonna have the youngest starting five in, in like basketball history. They're gonna be like mi- the Fab five, like Michigan. They're gonna be the Michigan of the NBA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the bench is all gonna be under twenty five. Right. The bench is like Bagley, um, Killian Hayes. Yeah, <laughs> your bench. These are there's so many top ten 
picks in this team, it's yeah, or at least lottery picks on this team. It's kind of crazy, like that. This is. I've always said that in the NBA, unless you're like a freak, like a lot of these young kids aren't even getting time to develop. Like, and it's they don't. That's like 25, 26 years old before they start like showing what they could do in the NBA. I mean, people could use Wiggins as an example. To be honest with you, Um, yeah, it took him forever to find his niche and Aaron Fox. Fox is another one. All the Kentucky guys, man. I feel like a lot of them took a while, except for maybe like Booker. Yeah, um, Wall, David. Cat. Cat was yeah. pretty good right away. Yeah. But a lot of Hell, these younger, you know, they take a while. Even, even, I mean, not to the extent, but even like Shea took five years to become like a bona fide superstar. Like this dude, I mean, he was good before, but it he came out of nowhere is, to be this good. That was probably one of the top. 15 players in the league. Yeah, literally. So that obviously Gary Payton second goes to Golden State from Portland. The funniest thing about this is Jordan Poole and him last night did that jersey swap. And now it's like their teammates again. <laughs> so <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, they literally um, played last night. I guess with Steph being hurt, I don't necessarily think this is terrible. Um, you know, from what I understand, Golden State really didn't want to lose him in the first place. So He'll get some. He'll get some clock for a little while till Steph's back. So, whatever. Oh, he's yeah. a rotation guy. He 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 he's probably part of the piece of what they're missing that gave him a little bit of that edge last year. Um, so when they shorten that roster down, I probably would like to think he's going to be one of those guys that, you know, it'll be a random day where they're like, hey, we're going to start Gary Payton the second, or we're going to throw him in the mix yeah. as like the seven or eight guy that comes in. Um, Golden State didn't have to do much for me. I still think that when Steph, they got to stay healthy, but if Steph, when Steph comes back and they get into the playoffs, no matter where they're at, like they're probably one of the most, if not the most dangerous team to play in a seven game series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I wouldn't want to run into them. Especially with the way Clay's been playing the last two games. I told you, Parker, you come on the show and you talk about somebody, they hear you. <laughs> yeah he yeah. definitely like, heard me <laughs> you're like that guy's washed he's a bum and he's like oh, 30 <laughs> I, it was more than that it was 40 oh yeah he like 40, he into, 40 yeah 40 yeah i think he was like i'll show you what i used to do when i was when i was healthy how many, 12 12 how many, threes 12 threes that's what he had okay yeah yeah he was definitely listening to me he was like that little punk 20 year old on a podcast was talking shit <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, every time Ben would come on here and say bad something bad about somebody, literally Me. like the, the next game and Tim, literally the next game, they would ball out. Yeah. <laughs> Me for sure. I'd be like, oh God, you know, that's like I was like D'Angelo Russell, man. He's not a winning player. Jalen Green. Like last week, I was like, no, like, like the last episode I did, I was like, Jalen Green. I was like, he's he's just a like he's a you know, he's not a guy you want to build your franchise around. He drops 41 last night. I'm like, all yeah. right. Tim, Tim, I was talking crap about uh Odia Guama. When we were previewing the UC game, I was saying oh, yeah. like how he's overrated, like how he's not like even close to Xavier's bigs, and then he went out there and had like the best game of his career in the crosstown shootout. At a murder dunk. Yeah, literally. <laughs> they listen. Yeah. So Sean kind of brought these in. So a couple moves that I really wanted to highlight and talk about. Um I freaking love this pickup for Philly, getting uh Jay, getting Jay McDaniels. You move you you move Batiste Tybal. I had a three-way trade. This kid, such an athlete. Um, he's awesome. So this is where Z got moved from Portland to Charlotte. 
Um, I love him for Philly. I think this is another big body. It's a guy who can give PJ Tucker a little bit of a break. I, I'm a big fan of this move for Philly. Yeah, he's uh, this is Thibault wasn't he wasn't in the rotation anymore. They were looking to move on for him. I feel like we've heard him in trade rumors for two years now, and it was just time. Uh, Philly's in a great spot right now. Um, I don't, these last three that we're going to talk about, these are just like tinkering moves where these are like contenders that just did a a few small adjustments that did some stuff, you know, we'll see how it is, but, uh, you know, he's going to add some depth at the power forward spot. He's averaging 10 and five right now. I think he's a great pickup for this team and he's going to be in a winning situation too. So let's see what he can do. Matisse Thibault though, going away. I don't. We talked about this. Hey, if the I'm... Trailblazers got somebody to play some defense. They yeah. did. They did. And he somebody is a defense. And and he might be one of those guys that just needed a change of scenery. Like, cause he was so good. I feel like when he first started with yeah, Philly was. and then, and then just kind of, you know, dropped his off. defense is no joke. Yeah. Like that's like best no in joke. the NBA no defense. Joke. Like he's no probably, he's all NBA level defender. If he played more minutes, he's probably the best college basketball defender I've ever seen. Yeah, like, he was crazy. Okay. I mean, besides Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis defense. Yeah, I was about to say, Nerlens yeah. Noel was up there too when he was in college before he got hurt. That dude. But they're bigs. Like as hard as a wing, like dude, like he locked so many people up in the Pac-12. It yeah. was awesome. Um, but yeah, Sean, this is you know I agree with you. This is like tinkering moves of like putting this guy here. Uh, this is really good. I think Philly. I don't think Philly is too far behind Boston, especially with the Jalen Brown injury. And how whatever that's going to take for him to get back. So this is yeah, I, I like this move a lot. Dude, the NBA is weird, man, because Philly Philly played Boston, right? Got their ass Boston, kicked. Yeah, but Boston was missing like Jalen Brown and and like Boston took it to him. Dude, and Blake Griffin. Like, Blake Griffin <laughs> took it personal. They weren't guarding him. If, yeah, if you watched that game last night, so I had some money on Tatum. I was so frustrated. They literally were like, you know what? I would rather lose this game and not let Tatum score 15 points than win the game. Like they were just triple teaming Jason Tatum and leaving guys wide open for threes and stuff. It was so annoying to watch. <laughs> you're like so the other annoying. guy. The other guys. You were, in the you're, NBA ju- can you're just too. heard about the money situation, Parker. <laughs> yeah, because I don't really like Tatum. So you're yeah, like, yeah. you're like, you're like. <laughs> Tatum's all right. I don't hate him, but I'm just not a biggest fan. So speaking of the Celtics, uh, they bring in another a backup big and Mike Muscala, who me and Tim a, watched him cook the other. I was night. to say who cooked. <laughs> hey, the Lakers. This dude shoots the lights out the gym, man. Yeah, he does, dude. I, I mean, he's he's a great backup five. Stretches, spreads the floor. Um, you know, shoot thirty nine percent from three. He gives the Celtics another big punch. I mean, they're is, big depth uh, right now. Is Luke Kennard still there? Luke, you mean Luke Cornette? Cornette, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, like, Cornette's been really good for them. Obviously, Time Lord, and now Mike Muscala. Like, that's a really good big depth. I mean, that's that's what you want, especially, you know, when it's like, I'm going to guard, I'm going to have to probably go in a seven-game series either against Embiid or Giannis, or maybe both. So... And they didn't give up much for him either. Two second round picks, which are just we just know those are made up. So right, yeah. And and Justin <laughs> Jackson, who's like fine. Yeah. He's I, okay. I didn't even know he was on a roster still, to be honest with you. <laughs> Dude, he was on he hasn't that been Carolina, playing minutes in years. He was on that Carolina National Championship team. 
I remember he was like 35 no years old in college. Yeah, he, no he was in college him. for like 12 years, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a good move for Boston. I, you know, I always hate giving them credit, but this has been this is tremendous. I don't know if sometimes people realize how some of these little like for a team that's already in first place, right? Yeah, these little bitty moves that help like depth in your your rotation. You know, a guy that can come in and hit a big shot when need be. And like you said, the other night when they played the Lakers, um, I mean, my man came right in the game. It was just like, leave me open. All right. Stroking it. You know, three of them right off the bat. And um, that whole team impressed me that night, to be honest with you. And I'm sure we can talk about that later. But that whole case, the way they played that game was just super impressive. Yeah, I agree. It really was. I think they're a good basketball team. Really, I do. Um, I think he's a good coach. The guy, nobody knows his name. Yeah, we were literally laughing about this on the stream the other night. I was like, you know, the guy that coaches the Thunder. Quick, can you guys name name the Thunder's coach, Josh and Sean? I can't. Uh, no, but you know, it's funny you say <laughs> exactly. that because when they showed him on the right. sideline, I was like, why do I not know who this guy is? That's what. No, yeah, because he's not Scott Brooks. <laughs> yeah, his name's Mark Mark or Billy Dagno? Donovan. Mark yeah. Dagno. What what is it? Mark Dang it. Yeah, I'm making that up, but. It's Mark um, Dag or Dang something. It's one of it's Mark. He's Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like 30 years old. They got Coach Mark over there. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a good move. And then Jay Crowder going to Milwaukee after being traded from Phoenix to Brooklyn. Ooh. Brooklyn moves in, gets all those draft picks. Um, I want to talk about the other teams in this first. So Indiana gets Jordan Award and George Hill. I really like that for the Pacers because yeah, they have so many. There's so many Somebody damn shooter. shooters on that team. Yep. Wait, where's Abaka going? I didn't see this. I, I knew Trey. He, he got cut. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they traded for him to Indy, and then Indy cut him. I, I wouldn't mind the Lakers to go after Abaka in that buyout market. He can still shoot. They got. They need, they need more shooting depth for positions. But they got Mo Bamba. That's true. Yeah, Mo Bamba. Yeah. 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 Because. Abaka at this point's a center at this point in his career. Sheck West is going to be at every Laker game now. So hell yeah, he is. Sheck yeah. West. Is he still famous? The Lakers should have traded for Austin Rivers too, and definitely not. I've never heard of him since the one song he made. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I just make it sure. Um, so Sean and I were laughing about this earlier because the deal is, you know, Crowder's not played since May twenty second, May fifteenth, twenty twenty two. But at the same point, this is a guy who was on. Two back-to-back NBA Finals teams and a 66-win team last year. So he provides something. He matters to winning teams. But this is a little bit more different because it's, you know, if you look at everything Milwaukee has, I don't know where he gets clock because obviously you have Giannis. Um, You obviously have, you know, Joe Ingles has come back and you have like he's 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 an insurance policy. He's an insurance policy, man. He is a guy you can play in a playoff series. So kudos yeah. there. That's big, uh, especially in the seven-gamer. But I'm really curious to see how they use him. Like tonight, he very well could have been useful if he was playing tonight against LeBron, but LeBron's not playing, and obviously he's not reporting to the team in time. So I wonder why LeBron's not playing. That foot thing foot thing yeah i think it's just yeah, yeah i Wait, just broke the scoring record thing the yeah. too much lobos the other night yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I dig this move. I think it's okay. All right. So before I guess we get into any of the other conversations Josh was thinking about, after everything that's gone on these this past week, where we're sitting now with about every team have about 25 games left of NBA basketball. If you had to pick to a team from each conference right now to be in the East and the West, who are you taking? Boston and Phoenix. Me too. I don't think nobody in the East did enough to catch Boston. Yeah, I agree. But my hot take is too. my hot take is Cleveland will play Boston Eastern Conference Finals. I could see that. It's not that hot of a take. It's definitely mm-hmm. possible, but I don't know if they're better I, than Philly, but I don't, I've always I don't said that good. I've always said Milwaukee's still missing something. Um, as, a, as much as I love Giannis, I know they won a title already. There were a lot of things that happened for Milwaukee to get that title um, the year well, that they the won. Who the hell is backing up Drew Holiday now? <laughs> Javon Carter. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, He's pretty damn Bradley good. Carter. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, Phoenix kind of like, if you ask me, I, I know it was two players and Phoenix won the trade deadline to me. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely, yeah. they did. Dude, they won the trade deadline forever. Yeah, that's the greatest forever. pickup of all time at a tra- trade deadline. Maybe the that's... greatest trade ever for a pl- nobody like. I mean, that even level. even at KD's age right now, you could, like I said, you could plug that guy into any system, and he is a walking thirty points a game. Yeah, on on fifty eight percent shooting. <laughs> no, for and sure, and forty percent from, from three, line. and forty from three. No, I said this like. Oh, we were talking about earlier, like Chris Paul, Booker, and KD. That's like three of the four best mid-range shooters maybe in the entire NBA outside of DeMar DeRozan. Like legitimately, those are – I was talking about the fact like Chris Paul's going to be able to set up those two guys on pin downs and stuff. Like, I mean, Devin Booker and <laughs> Kevin Durant, you can just throw it to them and they just shoot a little 15-footer. That's that's scary. Our boy Jason List out in Utah – um, said just a re- he wants to remind everybody that Ja has no problem with the West. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? That, he's he should regret that. You know what? Whoops. I love that he said it. I don't care. I love that he wants to smoke. I absolutely love it. It might backfire. It might might be a terrible thing. But I am all for him being like, I trust my crew to beat your crew. We probably won't most nights in a playoff series, but <laughs> we're rolling. Triple rolling J, guys. Triple yeah. J, and uh, Dylan Brooks, baby, and Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard. <laughs> hey, Luke, That's gonna Luke be a good move, up, man. man. Luke can light it up. That's what I'm Luke saying, man. Light it up. I watched Luke Kennard in high school. Dude can fill. But what if they? But what if they proved? What if they proved up to this point, though? Oh, I agree with you. They have proved nothing. No, nothing. I I still don't care. Like, I want I want the guy with my chip on his shoulder. I really like Luca did. Luca did by himself what your whole team couldn't do. Yeah, literally made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I uh, are we gonna go? Are me? Are we gonna go into our predictions? Like, who's gonna? I mean, make it out or whatever. Make it out of the West and East. That's what we were talking about, I think, before we got off topic or whatever. Or not off yeah. topic, but okay. Yeah. I uh I would say Boston, 
And right now, with everything, here we go. I, Hot take, I, Parker. I think I would go with the Warriors. Honestly, oh, okay. If I okay. Didn't okay. I'm not gonna say the Lakers. No, <laughs> I, I want to say it. that. I was not gonna say that. No, no. I was no. waiting on it. I think I would at go that, with the Warriors at that point. If healthy. At that I point, I, I was gonna, I was gonna get suspicious that you might be some kind of clutch guy. Like, <laughs> that would have been like, like someone like snuck think... you in. You're like maybe the Lakers. He was a uh, Parker was an extra in the background in Space Jam: A New Legacy. He was dressed as uh, he was dressed as uh, one of the D- the WB characters. Because I think the Nuggets are frauds. To be honest with you, like I, do I really too. do. And I then, really do. And then or, with the Suns, I just want to see the Suns play first. Like I just want to see the Suns on the floor together. On paper, it looks amazing, but I just want to see them play first. And then the Grizzlies, I just don't think they're ready yet. But you know. So the addition of D'Angelo um, Russell. <laughs> Katie gives you more on the floor than Cam Johnson and oh, yeah, Bridges he does for gives sure. you combined. Um, oh, for sure. Yes, but he's not as Except good for defensively. defensively. Yeah. Except for Def- defensively. <laughs> yeah. Mikhail defensively is pretty unreal. Um yeah, I think it's uh I think it's gonna be fun. So do we want to get into the whole scoring title thing? I don't think you want me to comment on it. I've already <laughs> had your comments on it. Like, I here's was what like, I'll I was like, I, I was like, I'm gonna sign out. <laughs> here's what I'll say. It was a cool moment. Like, I know that they should have won the game. I know that they put way too much into it, but like, they do that in every fucking record-breaking situation in every sport. It happens. It's just everyone is like they took so long to do the ceremony. Like, go back when Barry Bonds broke the home run record. Same thing. When Tom Brady broke the touchdown record. Same thing. I don't watch hockey, but I'm sure when Wayne Gretzky scored the all time scored the goal for the all time lead, if that's what he has, I don't know that for sure. But I'm sure they had a moment. I just know he's the standing of hockey, so yeah. and he got handed the puck. You you may be right, Whatever. but for me, Tim, for me, what I saw was they were they were trying so. LeBron was trying so hard to break that record. Like you could tell from the moment he touched the ball in the beginning of the game that he was going for that record. And it was almost to me like the win didn't matter. Like, I just want to get the record and that's it. The win doesn't well, matter. I mean, he's well, probably he, sick of hearing about it. Well, well, yeah. I mean, when he walked in, didn't he have a set of headphones that had the, the amount of points on the top of his band? I think he yeah. did. So like he was already prepared his main goal for that evening was to do it. And you know, I'm there's I'm I'm with both of you guys on this one. It I think it was it was a cool moment, but I also partly agree with Josh here that the the loss was kind of a footnote in it because I like when I was actually reading it, because I didn't stay up to watch it. It was on late. I I don't stay up that late, but <laughs> I don't. I don't stay up that late. So I just I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna stay up till midnight. But like when I was reading about it, like, and then I actually went back and looked at the score and I was like, they lost. Like, that was kind of like, I don't know. It was like, nobody really cared. But at the same time, you get all these teams jockeying for, you know, playoff position and everything. So I, I don't know, man. I'm, uh, there were, there were two things. There were two things in the game that happened that just really rubbed me the wrong way. And the first one was, uh, there was a play where the Lakers came down. And they didn't score, and OKC kind of got back on a fast break, and LeBron didn't come back on defense. And OKC turned the ball over, and, and Westbrook got the ball, and he threw a really bad pass to LeBron. 
and the 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 reaction that, that LeBron that had to the pass. Yeah, the the reaction LeBron had to the pass. I was like, you gotta be kidding me, man! Like this dude didn't even get back on defense. And then after he after he broke the record. And I thought that that part was cool. And I didn't stay up and watch it like either. I saw after he broke the record from, I think it was like 10 seconds left in the third quarter, maybe. It was something around like towards the end of the third quarter. The fourth quarter, you're telling me LeBron averaged 12 points a quarter for the first three quarters. And then he only scored two points in the fourth quarter. I'm saying, like, after he got the record, I felt like he was just done at that point. Like, I'm not going to will my team to win because I got the record already. So I'm just going to shoot two shots in the fourth quarter. And if we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. I I don't think OKC is good enough to change their defense to get hit for him not to have more than two shots. I don't know if it was necessarily like that, per se. Like, I understand what you're saying. But, like, you know, we had the stream. Like, which you can go back on our YouTube channel and check it out. And we're kind of, like, watching it's, like, Something did seem weird, you know, like the whole Westbrook thing that it was reported, and Davis just being like nonchalant about anything whatsoever in the game. Him, 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 off. him sitting it, when everybody else like because he is he such looked a LeBron stand. He like, do you think that that rubbed the other guys wrong? Do you think that I like, think what like rubbed them? I think they're probably sick of losing. It's probably a big part of that, obviously, because like if you look at the presser at the end, Davis is like, "Like, what do you guys need to do better?" And he's like, "Win games." Well, I will say this: I I feel like, and 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 I've said this from the beginning of LeBron's. Like, LeBron is the most physically gifted basketball player of all time. He has the most God-given talent of any of them. But I don't think I've never thought that he was wired like Jordan. I never thought he was wired like Kobe. I'm I. I'll say that all day, all night, and I'll stand by it. But, but yet he has thirty-eight thousand points. So yeah, he's but, not wired like those guys. Oh no, 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 no. He has more God-given talent, and he's played twenty years. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, but he, he does not. There is there is something that is not wired the way those other guys were, and I feel like, and I was thinking, and I literally thought about that, like. When, when you guys were texting yesterday back and forth about this, and I, w- I, I thought to myself, like, if Kobe Bryant had beat the scoring record and they had lost, I know he would have celebrated like hell, but I also feel like he would have probably made a comment at the end because this is just the way that he always was because he was always chip on his shoulder. He would have been like, well, we lost too, which sucks. He would have said that, but I don't know. There was just no acknowledgement from it. So I don't think Kobe would have celebrated at all that he won the scoring record. Yeah, you're right. They would they would have uh they would have let him have it like they did his last game when it's like oh we played defense when he scored sixty points his last game. Yeah, that was that was the that was okay. But you guys are I I I know they won they ended up winning that final game, but he took fifty shots. Right, (laughs) you're talking about LeBron chasing it. He took fifty shots. He shot he did thirty something percent and took shit fifty shots. Well, and the and who'd they play that? So day? he jazz? was definitely Utah. chasing that. They played too. the Jazz, yeah, yeah. So and they were just cut. Kind of, and the Jazz like had game. just gotten eliminated, so the Jazz gave two shits. They literally got eliminated like thirty. I think. Before. I think. I think I'm talking more about if Kobe was going for the scoring record. I know. Like I was just he was. made the point about chasing it. I was like, well, Kobe oh, yeah. definitely was chasing to drop fifty that night. 
Oh, everyone yeah. get out of the way. He give was. Me the damn ball. Yeah. Yeah. That was it, man. And that was, and that's a very similar situation, very similar situation, but it is what it is. He's got the scoring title. I do feel like now that he has a new roster, he's really going to have to buckle down. And this is really going to have to like, we're, we're in the twilight of LeBron's career and everything. If he wants to make another run for a title, it is time right now. And Davis needs to be healthy and everybody needs to be all in. And if they do that, who the hell knows what could happen? They could 100% make it to the Western conference finals. You know, it could happen, but everyone's going to buy in. So that's my take on it. It's fair. But my point I was making too, is like, I, I see what you're saying, Josh. Why is it irked that Michael Jordan scores, broke the playoff record in a playoff game that he got swept? Um, they, they won he, 30 games that year. You're talking about playoffs. a really young, you're talking about a young Michael Jordan in his third season in the league. Um, that sure, but like, you know, that's the same, that's the same that's LeBron the same gets hate for going to no, the no, finals. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I, did I ever mention Jordan in any conversation about this? I'm not saying you record? did, I'm not saying whatsoever, but it's the conversation. It's like everyone's like, Lois looks over. Like, oh, man, he scored 63. He was unbelievable. You guys also have, like I said, you're, you're taking a 23-year-old kid that was playing against arguably one of the top two or three teams ever in a three-game, in a five-game series. You know, you're playing against five Hall of Famers on one team. And we're – Jordan, could, Jordan couldn't have won – he couldn't have won that game with any Bulls team ever except for maybe the 96 Bulls. Period. Are we talking about? Are we talking about eighty six? Are we talking about nineteen eighty six? Yes. Okay. We're yeah. talking about eighty six yeah. playoffs against the Celtics. We're we're talking we're talking about probably like one of the greatest like top five teams of all time. So yeah, that's but what my I'm point saying. Is, it's, yeah. it's super overlooked. Yeah. It's like we just always like that. It's never mentioned like, but they got their ass kicked. I think the context is different. LeBron I wouldn't say is, so. LeBron is like reign supreme right now. He's like I'm LeBron. Like if a young LeBron was getting swept like I like when LeBron got swept by the Spurs I mean it was what it was like a young kid that took his team to the finals who just was not ready yet he was I mean, there was nothing he was going to do to beat that Spurs team I agree yeah, he would have had to average 50 a game to beat that team to be no honest. he still it's wouldn't like have won he, yeah that's fair that's fair I'm just saying I feel like we just keep bringing up like he did this, but he lost. It's like God. he's not the first fucking person to lose in a legacy moment. <laughs> he's he's not. lost. He, and, actually, LeBron's lost in every legacy movement. 2016. No, I'm talking about every legacy moment he's ever had about breaking records and breaking stats. Every single one of those games, he's lost. Yeah, I'm sure he's not the first person that's lost. What? In those what? What? What other what other ones are we talking about, Josh? I'm just talking about. Like, as he's, I think like, he's talking yeah. about when he passed like each like went to second. Yeah, when he's passed Kobe, oh, when he okay. passed Jordan. Oh yeah, you're right. Malone. He has. Yeah, he he's has. lost every yeah. game. I didn't know that. I didn't because my that. point is, I feel like the moment's bigger than the game at that point, and I don't understand why. I mean, I've always felt like that. I mean, I I, the I will say my, this. Go go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh. I was going to say the only grace that I can say, you know what, like, you deserve that. And else, like, 
at, at some point, he's always failed me at some point. Miami only won two out of four championships. You know, uh, he went to the Lakers and, you know, you have the two, the probably two of the top five best players in the league. And something's always happening where you guys can't make it to the playoffs or you lose in the first round or, you know, ownership's doing this. And like, I just want to see you win games at this point. I feel like the Lakers have a roster constructed that they can win. But there's all these other things that get, I think, get put like there's always something that's going on. Westbrook's this and AD's that and LeBron's this. And I was like, LA's like for real showtime. Like it's it's Hollywood. I feel like LA is just Hollywood and it's not basketball right now. I feel like that's like everywhere now, but Milwaukee and Golden State, though, as far as like successful teams. Like I feel like there's the teams that are like, we play basketball here. But all these other teams, we've got all this shit going on that we got to make sure we're keeping an eye on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel, like, I feel like the whole league has got. I feel like I feel like the drama has heat up like pretty much everywhere, anywhere at this point. And there are, and, and it always is the team that rises above all that crap that ends up yeah. winning everything. I mean, the year that Milwaukee won, I felt like that was just like some fundamentally sound basketball, and they ended up just they won by defense, you know, and Giannis just willing himself doing everything he could to prove that he was the best basketball player on the planet that year, you know? So yeah. Same with Toronto. We'll always forget Toronto won that title because it's just like, it's always like, Oh yeah, they did win a championship. Did they? But it was also the same thing. It was like, those dudes were just like, whatever. We don't care who we're playing against. We're just going to go out there and play. Well, yes. <laughs> Didn't mean to get everybody all heated up there. Just kind of <laughs> when we bring up when we bring up when we bring up legacy stuff, we all we all get a little bit we all get a little bit angry. <laughs> I mean, because everybody has their bias, so it's just like you're gonna. Have that's why. Bias. That's why I hate the goat debate. What have we ever? What what fact have we proven in ten years that's changed anyone's argument? It doesn't change anybody. Nothing. Argument. It's just why it's do true. we still do this? Why do we still do that's, this? Well, and that's why we don't have the goat debate on the show. It's rule nobody's, number one. Nobody's ever <laughs> one. Because nobody's ever going to be like, you know what? That's a good point. Right. You're right. Nobody's going to do that. So it's like you just no, need no, to no. not. The only time is when someone's like, then we talk about those two guys, and someone's like, well, you know, Kobe and everyone Yeah, then, then you can have it. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. You're no. out. You're gone. <laughs> I feel like we don't get we don't I feel like we don't get as many and Kobe debates anymore. I feel like that's Thank kind of God. been it's been pushed no, back. When people a bit. when people put Kobe like in their top three or top four, I just like it's like every single stat award, anything goes against that completely. But then people will just be like, but he had that mentality. Okay, if you're given that argument, then that's Jordan. <laughs> you can't right. say that for Kobe too, when Kobe didn't do half like like Kobe only won one MVP, two finals MVPs. Shaq was the best player on three of his titles. And it's just like, I don't know. <clears throat> Kareem. <clears throat> he should be like, him. yeah. I agree. I mean, we, I mean, there's a there's a yeah, I mean, there's a lot of of justification that Kareem might be the actual goat, you know? And yeah. like, if we were if we were gonna say like full anything, body like, career, it's yeah, like, like it's like the guy made one three-pointer his whole career and it was an accident. And <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> 
he had to pass. He had to go through Wilt Chamberlain and all those other big guys and everything. He had to play four years of college basketball. Like everything about Kareem, you look at him and you're like, and yeah, man, dominated he's, college basketball. And, and you know yeah, what's he's crazy? Got, he's got he five won rings, six right? MVPs. Six the, MVPs. If you watch the 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 uh, the winning, you know the Showtime show that was yeah. on HBO, like yeah. that all helps the argument for him <laughs> it, does. it does it does it does i i so. understand like the kobe fan base i totally get it like it's just you know it's the guy you grew up with that you fell in love with but i do think like even though i do think he is you know a top 10 basketball player of all time i do think we immensely overrate him uh yeah it's hard to have a conversation about who's the best because like i don't think that longevity of a career should matter as much like when a guy was playing at his peak like how good was he compared to everybody else like so that you know like if you start saying well like you got to look at like totality of peak like that automatically will x out guys like larry bird you know who hurt his back and you didn't get to see him play but like Magic you knew that when he was playing and yeah. and larry bird would was the last guy to win back to back to back mvps i mean so if Jokic doesn't do that this year, you're still saying, hey, Larry Bird was the last guy to win back-to-back-to-back MVPs. Like, who's done that, right? I mean, yeah. that's got to that's gotta speak for itself. Um, you know, you talk about guys like Wilt that we didn't get to watch play, um, and you hear all these, like, folklore stories. Like, he's, he's, he's very equivalent to, like, Bo Jackson. Like, we heard all these things about him but didn't actually get to see it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Bo Jackson's it's, like sports Paul Bunyan. Yeah, that's how I feel. Will I feel like Will Chamberlain's the same way? I feel like yeah. he's a Paul Bunyan of basketball. Like they're like, oh, he did the high jump and he ran a hundred meters in this, and he did, you know, and you're just like, the dude was seven foot something. Like, really, did he really do that? Yeah. Um, I has, I've always said the he slept with the, ten thousand women or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like the one guy that's that maybe playing that doesn't get the credit he deserves, and like when you look at the totality of his career and you look at how how he's built the size of him. I was like, I don't think Steph Curry gets enough credit for what he does Agreed. in a league where he's six yep. foot two. Really. On a good day, he's six two and he's dominating the league at that size, not, winning unanimous not MVPs. Just, not just dominating, changing the whole yeah. league. Yes, dominating and changing. League. Yeah. I was like, I mean, what would happen if Steph Curry was six eight? I just think I agree with that completely as his career he gets overlooked. I think he got extremely overrated for one season, and then that sort of like everybody hopped on, and then he just like you showed like okay, LeBron is definitely better than this guy, but overall for his career, I think he's definitely underrated, like in totality, because I think he's probably a top fifteen player now at this point or close uh, to it. He's going. It. He's trying to sneak in the top ten, man. He's yeah. He's he wins another title or two, and if he wins another like, one, I feel like he's close to top ten. I think he is top 10. I think he's top 10. You think he's top 10? I All would right. say like top 15. I would say 15. Four NBA million. championships. Already the all-time leading three. One finals player. MVP though. That that sure. that hurts for Yeah, but well, he should have he should have had the first one. Yeah, but those, those he really were... wasn't good in that series though, compared to like what he did all year and stuff though. I understand, like, yeah, he probably was yeah. still better in Yeah, it was like 25 was... points a game in the series, and we said he wasn't good. I mean, but I'm saying like <laughs> it wasn't 35, Josh. Yeah, the whole season he was, you know. But I, I think I'd put him top ten. I think 
you take into a point the fact that like he literally has changed how basketball's played. I think that alone puts you up then and there. Yeah. I know. So, so like so so again, so what did Kobe do to change basketball? Everything Michael Jordan did. He yeah, just yeah. copied it. <laughs> and was a little worse. I I love Kobe, so I'm not trying to insult Kobe. And I know people like if you say something bad about him, people just jump down your throat. But I think we got to be realistic about it at some point. So I really think we should probably close this out before this gets angry, and people like. <laughs> and uh, like we're not so gonna have angry. the goat debate. We're gonna kind of have it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, damn it, we broke. <laughs> We broke the one rule. We had the goat debate without calling it the goat debate is what we did pretty much. But all right. All right. Well, I'm glad I'm back. It was nice. Welcome back. Uh, Thanks guys. And uh, we will be back and check out all of our podcast places and buy some clip, buy some merch. See everybody. See ya.